The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. And now they're all weighing in on the conversation as well. So what, what, how does it relate to the film? So the what's film, he saying? So he was pissed because they didn't show them planting the flag. But guess what? First Man is not about America. It's First not. Man is about Neil Armstrong and yep. he didn't fucking plant the flag. Exactly. And I mean, Damien, yeah, Buzz Aldrin planted the flag. Yeah. 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 And the other thing too is that the filmmaker weighed in and said, look, this film was supposed to show you the lesser known aspects of Neil Armstrong, yeah. not what everybody already knows. Exactly. So that's not the point of the film. So the fact that they didn't show that, to me personally, is not a big deal because I think this film, um, Lewis and I spoke about it on Unscripted, is quite a character study. So shall we, shall so we ding the bell? Do it, do it. You're hanging out, aren't you? I am. Ding that bell. <laughs> right. Oh, got a new ringtone this time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, if you've listened to an episode of um, Tangent City before, then wow, you're really on top of things <laughs> because this is uh, only the third one we've recorded and I'm not too sure which sequence we're putting them out. So um, we are doing a spoiler cast today about First Man. We will be talking about beginning, middle and end and as much as you think you know the story of Neil Armstrong, unless you've read his book, you probably don't because there was a lot of stuff in this film I knew nothing about and also the space program. If you think you know a lot about it, then um, you might still get stuff in this film that you were not aware of. So, um, you know, there there are definitely spoilers to be had in this film. So should we jump right into it? Well, I'm going to put my hand up first and admit that, uh, like, yeah, I thought I knew about, like, the first man on the moon. And, Same. Like, I thought, like, uh, yep, yeah, okay, so I honestly thought there was three guys that went onto the moon. Oh, found okay. Out, no, found out in this film. Not the case. And I thought, I honestly thought that uh, that lunar module thing that they landed on, I thought that was a thing that rocketed up to the moon, landed on the on the, the surface, they all got out, they had a play, they got back in, they went back to Earth. And <laughs> Sorry, they got out, had a play. <laughs> they did. They it got out. <laughs> you've, you've seen them. Did anyone bring Play-Doh? Yeah. You've seen them jumping and leaping. Play-Doh right with around. gravity. Yeah. Be like... You've seen them jumping and leaping around the place. So that's Oh, imagine a soccer ball, like flicking the soccer yeah. ball around, like yeah, yeah. If you go, you'd love to be the goalie because you could just do like that big dive. Because <laughs> if you just think about it, if you, if no, you go, no, no, we're back in like yeah. the game playing. Yeah, exactly. If you go to the moon, like, and you got like less gravity, you'd be doing all sorts of stuff. So you couldn't really claim any of those. You know, there's soccer injuries where people fall over and they're like, "Oh, it really hurts. I'm dying." You couldn't really do that on the moon though, no. because you're like you're falling in slow motion and then just delicately laying on the ground and then bouncing up a little bit. A slow clap, slower on the moon as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, god, my mind! I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep now, cat. I'm going to be thinking about that. <laughs> you have to write, email some like physicist or something. It's just like, ah, slow claps. When I saw this Well, you're never going to know, really, because you won't hear it. Well, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. Yes, of course. So when I went to this preview, there was, I don't know about you guys, but there was a sciencey guy there that came oh. up and, and he spoke. He was from the University of somewhere and um <laughs> <laughs> i love that university anyway anyway Go to somewhere beavers. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find out i'm gonna find out and 
I'm going to email him and I'm going to say, I really enjoyed your tour at the preview for First Man. And can you get me a, a seat to the game at the be- the Somewhere Beavers footy but game? But I need to know one thing. Is clapping <laughs> slow motion on the moon? And I'll see what he says. So, yeah. yeah. So you think it'd be faster, though, because there's less gravity. So there's nothing holding you back. So it's like... That's like clapping on the moon. If you can hear it, obviously you can't. Back in your space. Um, so it's more like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like here, Nicole Pittman at the freaking Academy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> if the Academy Awards were on the moon, would the speeches be longer or shorter? They'd yeah. be just as enlightening. All these questions. I, I think they'd be, uh, it'd be a lot duller because everyone would be dead because there's no oxygen on the moon. So, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a very short show, which will be a good thing because the Oscars suck. Um, they are very long. So I, I must admit, I, I know a little bit more about the landing and all that than Lewis well, does, but I, there I, were still so many surprises yeah. for me. I hadn't finished. Like, I honestly, for the module thing, <laughs> I thought Sorry, we, we, we went to proper tangent yeah. city. That's the I, whole point. I thought that that thing landed on the moon and then that just blasted off and went straight back to Earth. I didn't know that there was a, another ship that was up orbiting the moon. Then I had to get back up there, reconnect, and then fly back to Earth in this rocket. That just blew my mind that they can do that. Science is amazing, isn't it? It's, the, the, it's epic that what well, they achieved. Is it amazing or did they just fake it? Oh, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> oh, so, but no, no. But, yeah. but, and then, then the other thing uh, I didn't uh, realise is that there's been another six missions to the moon and 12 people have actually walked on the moon. Like, oh, stop it. Is it just me? Sorry. Is this... Is this That's the dog not not like headbutting yeah. the microphone. Is that widely known? Does everyone know um, that? I, I don't think so. No? I think once the... I think it just doesn't get reported on as much as... Like, I was aware that other people mm. had walked on the moon, but I didn't know how many. Yeah, it, to, to, to me, it's kind of like, first man walked on the moon, then we don't care. That's it. That's the end of the story. It's kind of, And what have we actually got out of visiting the moon? Is there any anything we've gotten out of visiting I, I the moon? I think we've got a lot out of visiting the moon. I, I think we've just forgotten, um, you know, that it brought the world together uh, at one time. And to, to look up at the moon, uh, uh, sorry, from the moon at back at Earth and see how delicate and we're just floating in space and we're just treating it like a, a trash pile. Like we just use the world and make it a piece of crap and, you know, yeah, true. where are we going to go from here? <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm, I'm intrigued because I was not at the show the other night when you guys reviewed mm. it. Um, so I haven't heard your opinions of this film at all, but I, I want to start by talking about the tone that this film has starts off with, which was a very big surprise for me, which basically it starts um, watching his daughter Karen have um, treatment for brain cancer and then, I mean, she dies. It's and a spoiler it, cast. You're allowed to say she dies. It's fine. I know. <laughs> and, it, and it filters through the whole movie and it sort of sets a tone for his character or his person because this is I can't imagine anything worse than losing a child and that kind of filters through the whole movie and I struggled so much with this film because I have a two-year-old <laughs> and I don't know Kat if you looked over me at oh you were tears like I was just like the, 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 the yeah oh my god I had I to take like, my glasses oh. off and wipe my whole face and it kept happening throughout the whole film anytime they brought back ideas of Karen 
I just couldn't cope with it. It was so emotional for me. So I think I was having a bad day <laughs> Look, <laughs> or I, something. No, yeah, I think any emotional. mama bear would have been exactly Even the same. Even I was emotional, particularly that end scene. Well, not the end scene, sorry, but where he is on the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they chose to focus on him dropping her little bracelet. Yeah. And he dropped. That was so emotional. So Do you know, that should have been emotional. But for me, because they sat there and did these great big Gus Van Sant shots, mm. I was just like, uh, oh, where's really? this going? Where's this going? Where's this going? And then when he did that, that should have been a poignant moment, but it was lost because that actually lost me at that point. Oh, see, I found it very, very mm. poignant. And I, d- I don't hate the movie, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Where Lewis hates it. No, no, no. What? I, okay, okay. The, the, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you listen to unscripted, uh, like when I go and see, when I go and see a film, and I've got an Was idea- it too avant-garde for you? No, no, no. No, sorry. I just I'm remembering the film when we watched it. It it paused at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we just, talk about that. And we were just chatting while it paused, like right at the beginning, like the first thirty seconds in or something. All of a sudden, the screen just froze. But it was a bit and of a so- colossal thing because, like, you had this. Um, a bit of a colossal thing. It's a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, so the trailers came on at about the movie was due to start at seven. Yeah. And at about 5-2, no, half past six, sorry, and at about um, 25 past six, the trailers came on and you you guys were out there. I'm like, oh, oh my God, do I need to start? Do I need to start? I'm just saying it's 11 o'clock. You got, you yeah, got, yeah, I've got like an hour to talk about this. Oh, you, oh okay, sorry. Oh, you <laughs> have to leave at 12. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I put my I car on the lawn. Point was, yeah. it, was it? No, 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 no. Okay. See, that's like, why we're all panicking. Like, oh, the- stop panicking, children. It's I all under control. Like, you guys, your car was there, your car yeah. was over there. I was like, what is going on? Oh, like, well, we wanted you guys to have the driveway so you could park your so cars sweet. and not get your feet all sandy. That is so sweet. And not have to put sand in your car when you get back into your car. Getting back to the clusterfuck. Okay, so clusterfuck. So um, 25 past, you guys were having some dinner and I was just like, oh, God, the trailers are on. Like, what? Because there's only one trailer. And so I was just about to text you guys and then they stopped it and went, oh, no, sorry, guys, that was a bit too soon. And then you guys came in, trailer started with no sound for the yeah. first half. Oh. And then after the trailer finished and the movie started, the lights came up. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then... then- and then the uh, the lights went back down again, and then the um, the film paused, <laughs> and so we were all just kind of sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I'm so, so I bet you're wondering how I got myself into this situation. <laughs> and then Lewis started reviewing it, and what were you saying? I said I enjoyed the first thirty seconds, but then I got, thought I got a bit avant garde when it paused for an hour and a half. <laughs> But yeah, so, they sorted it out pretty yeah. good. Good, 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 good. But the, uh, the, the Cecilia and I um, reviewed it on uh, unscripted, and we like it, it was at that point I'd, I'd settled down a bit. But sometimes when I go and see a film, and I've got an idea in my head of what the film's going to be, and then the film is completely the opposite of what I thought it was, I just, I, I just don't connect with it and I get kind of angry and I can't focus away from the things that made me angry. What did you think it was going to be a okay, film about? Well, it was about, the film is called First Man. It's about the first man on the moon. I honestly thought it was going to be more, less like about 
just a character study of Neil Armstrong and more about the whole experience of, you know, figuring out how to get to the moon, designing the, the, the spacecrafts, going through the training, uh, you know, actually, you know, flying to the moon, which would have been some awesome visuals. I think and maybe then, that was a trailer mistake. Yeah, exactly. The, the trailer led me to believe that, that, that this is the film I was going to see. Mm. And then when I got there and it was very much, and it is not a, a, a ensemble, it's, it's an ensemble cast, but the, the rest of the cast are supporting cast. This is a story about Neil Armstrong. Uh, this is Ryan Gosling. Uh, he's driving every bit of this film. And when you go and see it, uh, Neil Armstrong is not a vibrant character. He is not somebody that you're going to find it very easy to connect with. And so when you've got a character like that, the, the the film uh it's it's a very different beast to what i was anticipating and so when i got out of the film i was kind of a bit angry about not seeing the film i, I wanted to see and it took me the till the next day to, to settle down and then when cecilia and i got the chance to talk about it you know she, cecilia went in there realizing it's a character study and saw the film from that perspective and so with, with me it was just like i just found it very dull and i actually like and I sometimes not out in films if I've seen it before and I'm watching it again, I might not out in the film. But generally speaking, on first viewing, I do not fall asleep in films. Did you fall asleep? I fell asleep all through this film. Really? I, Are I you was, serious? I was I was nodding out all the time. And to the point where... But like, I found it interesting. The topic is interesting. Uh, the, the, the subject just... Like, I love it. I think it's great. I just think this film was not... The way I wanted to see it presented, wow. and so I was I was nodding out, and then when I got home, I was like, I went on to Rotten Tomatoes, I read up on it, I went on to Hollywood versus Histories, I read up on it. Both Cecilia and I did the same thing. Mm, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, we did. And yeah. then, um, and then uh, there's a scene in Hollywood versus History where his house burns down, and he's like passing his kids out through the window, and I was like, where was this scene in the film? And I was thinking, I imagine that was cut out because it didn't serve the purpose of the film but that's what yeah. i mean that's what i mean it's like a scene like that i would have i would have loved it because it was a bit of action it was a bit yeah, interesting but it doesn't serve the theme that the film is trying know, to develop i know and this is this is one of the things i'm really interested in and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this thing how it turns out on uh, rotten tomatoes because in a previous show we talked about venom where critics hated it audiences loved it now this film critics have loved this film they're going this is an awesome film i want to see what the audience reaction is because i reckon a lot of people are going to go see this film with the same mindset i yeah. did and just kind of going what did i just see well see i think chris went into it with the similar sort of uh, idea that you did but loved it i went in with kind of no expectations although thinking i was going to see a film about you know how they figure out how to get on the moon similar to yourself but I left feeling like I got even more than I bargained for, like in the, in the best way possible. So Neil Armstrong is always a, has been a very, very private person and there's only one official um, biography of his life and this is uh, written by James R. R. Hansen. And he got very personal information as much as he could, but, um, but that's what this film is based on. So that scene that we were talking about earlier, I know I'm jumping around here, where he jumps, he puts um, Karen's bracelet in the, um, the crater. In the, in the crater. So there's no actual historic evidence to say that that's exactly what he did. Okay. The historic evidence that exists is the fact that he went off by himself for 10 minutes and stood at that crater for a very long time and also bought on some private 
items onto the flight that he chose not to disclose to anyone. So, and he chose not to disclose whatever information or whatever he did in those 10 minutes to the biographer because he's extremely private. And I'm sure if he did put something on on the moon, I think his wife, Jan, or Janet would have known about it, but I think that's kind of it. And I think that's where, you know, maybe it's a bit of movie license or whatever for dramatic effect. But I also think it was in keeping with his character. I found it very upsetting because I was like, this is such a personal item of your daughter's. Why would you not want to keep it yourself? But I suppose it's, uh, yeah, you can draw all kinds of conclusions about the reasons behind doing that. It's interesting because I thought the same thing for a while. But then one thing that came to mind when I left this film was, do you ever think that Neil Armstrong sat down and thought, was all of this worth it? Because a lot of people, there was a lot of tragedy oh, yeah. in his life. There was a lot of people he lost. Do you think that maybe that is a reflection of that? Like to say, look, after all this tragedy, I'm going to leave something here to say that I've done it. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, he's such an introverted person. Naturally, he's a very interesting person. And I think Ryan Gosling does a really good job at being a very yeah because even his relationship with his wife his other two children i don't know if that changed all the unsaid things all the exactly and i don't know if that changed after his daughter died whether he was the same person or he wouldn't have been you would never be the same person after losing a child but i just wonder if that's where it changed because this looks at a very specific timeline it's between 61 and 69 Mm. um so that's a, a lot of years to cover and um yeah, I mean, throughout the whole time, you don't. He's still very introverted the whole time, and I don't know for his wife. His wife put up with. Yeah, they divorced after thirty-eight years in nineteen ninety-four. Oh, they, they did. Okay, they did. Oh wow! Yeah, that he re- late. He remarried someone fifteen years his junior. Thought that at they uh, at that age, it wouldn't make much of a difference. Mm. But um, I think he. You know, I think people talk about him being the first man on the moon as if that's the only part of him, and I think that's probably why this film is so necessary because Neil Armstrong, like everyone, is just way more complicated than than just the guy who went to the moon and put his foot down first. There's so much more to him than, than the line that we all know, one small step for man. You know, there's there's a lot more to him, and I think this film was so interesting because I never saw La La Land, um, I did, however, see Whiplash, and I make that note because the director is the same person oh, okay. yep. for all three films. Whiplash is an amazing Ooh. film. Mm-hmm. La so La good. Land, I haven't seen, but I imagine it's very, very different from Whiplash. This film, again, is very, very different. Everything about this film is different. The way it's filmed is different. It's all very shaky cam, like... Close-ups as well. Lots of close-ups because it's really meant to make you feel like you're in the moment with them experiencing everything at the same time. And it covers, like, family life, even little, little bits and pieces where he's playing with his kid. I think Chris and I had one particular moment which we loved where they're trying to tell off their kid and they're laughing and, and they're like, it's not funny. And they're like, <laughs> because that is what happens when you parent. Sometimes you have to tell your kid off, but what they've done is hilarious. Like, you know, and you can't help yourself. I, I am going to ask the question now, what did you score the film? I gave it four. Yeah. And I can't remember what I gave it though, four. Ooh. 
somethings. It was four something. Oh no, four TVs because TV for me was important oh, yeah. because mm. it brought the world together. Yeah. Um. So I gave it four TVs. I, I gave it two and a half. I think. <gasps> Oh. But the thing, the thing is, like, the do film... you want to hear my score? Yes. Yeah, but you also gave Venom two and a half. Yeah, because I That's think what I'm I, I think both the films average are average <laughs> films. You can you can you can go and watch the film, but it just depends on what you like and what you don't like as to whether yeah. you're going to get anything out of it. And with I think it was a very arty kind of film. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing that, uh, that got me is I am not a person who likes arty films. Mm-hmm. I get very frustrated when people do things like you know hang on a shot for for too long it's kind of like i understand what you're trying to get at move on you don't need to, to dwell on this this shot but would you get it if you didn't if they didn't dwell like that's the whole yeah point. yeah i think and that they're was, very different yeah. movies yeah and and i just i just found with you know the actual uh topic you're dealing with taking a, an arty approach was the, the wrong way and that's just and i completely disagree yeah but that's fine people can disagree and the it'll be interesting to see as i said like you know what audience reaction is is to this film mm. uh because like for, for me it was like the the close-ups and you know the 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 long uh, shots like the, the long shots on things i just don't enjoy i'm just gonna have to squeeze past <laughs> I just don't enjoy that that kind of filmmaking. So obviously, when I go and see the film, regardless of what the the subject matter is, I'm probably not going to enjoy the film. Especially the way it's advertised as well. It's not advertised that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that is a big problem because there are a lot of people that will feel the same way about the film that that you do. That yeah. you know, this is not what I I signed up for. Whereas I I am giving this film five um, failures because that's what. They had to do. They had to fail multiple times to get to the moon and suffer so many tragedies to get there. And, you know, there was the question, you know, there was a scene in this film where you had protesters, um, African-American people protesting about the fact that they have no, um, you know, they, they've got shitty homes, they've got no health care, mm-hmm. they're struggling to, to get food, water, sta- um, food stamps, whatever. Um, and... Uh, you know, and then America is spending all this money getting to the moon and a lot of people questioned why would you do it? But it's not about like, oh, it's for the sake of scientific purposes. I think, I don't know what it is about space movies, but they often make me cry and I think it's because there's something so powerful about looking looking at the world from a different perspective and seeing it um, in a different light. You know, a lot of um, astronauts, go up and then come down serious environmentalists you know mm-hmm. um we're just so it's such a precious little ball in the universe and we don't take care of it but there's a lot of and then there's a lot of like wow if you die in space you're really alone mm. like seriously alone and some of the things they do in this are so frightening like you know, they're basically looking death in the eye and saying, are you going to get me today? Yeah, and there's that scene where he has to talk to his two sons before he goes. Mm, Which is actually something he did. And that conversation that they have in that film comes from um, Rick and uh, Mark, which are his two sons. Mm. That was something the sons spoke to the biographer about and that's their memory of that conversation. So there is a lot of this film that is true so when you guys talk about the hollywood versus history thing mm. what parts were you not 
Um, oh no, it was more like most of it was accurate information yeah. that's in the film, but there was the the scene about the fire that was missing, um, which at one point must have been shown in, yeah. in in a particular screening. Whether it got cut, I don't know. I think the reason for it being cut is because of like you're really looking at this character and and taking yeah. them apart from a very personal point of view. Yeah. The fire is something that happened to the family, mm. whereas everything else is sort of from his point of view. And that's, that's right. And he, as I was saying, like, he was so he was so focused uh, and he had a very myopic view that everything else seemed to fall by the wayside. And for me, it's just not a character I can relate to. And so that's why I didn't really find it that, that interesting. Um, and But the things you talked about, the failures, I mean, th- that I wanted to see the the failures they had to get to the moon and a lot of those things happened off screen they were just referred to and so that's why i personally think there is another first man on the moon film out there that has yet to be made that will be much more appealing to me yeah and i think uh, it would not be called first man it would be the mission to, mission the, to the moon, moon or, or something, something. Yeah. Yeah. where yeah. they do cover those details in a little bit yeah, there's, there's so more, more like an Apollo 13 kind of thing yeah. where you're actually seeing like the mishaps exactly more exactly. than yeah. the people because yeah. yeah. they do show one, um, which is just horrific. horrific. <laughs> um, because I was aware that there was a mission that ended in the way that it, it showed in the movie, which is basically there was so much oxygen in this test module, um, and there was faulty wiring and it caused a fire, which caused an explosion, mm. um. And, you know, they talk about the charred bodies being taken out of the thing. And and just the idea of your loved one dying in such a horrific way. And you talk about things happening off screen. And that's also because the film is from Neil's point mm, of view. And he wasn't he, there, yeah. He yeah. wasn't there for mm. any of these things. Um, and the fact that they filled those parts with relatively well-known people, like I saw Patrick Fugit come in and I was like awesome I love this guy and you know maybe something that was Hollywood cleaned up wise you would only introduce famous people that were not going to die or um you know he would be friends with Buzz Aldrin which he wasn't because Buzz is a bit of an arrogant prick but I think to do that job you have to be cocky and you have to be arrogant like you know Neil himself is arrogant, but I don't it's displayed think that, in a different way. Yeah, they don't do those jobs because they're personable kind of people. They do their jobs because they're good at what they do. Mm. I mean, if there's any accuracy in what he did when they did um, the the Gemini, I loved how they said oh, Gemini. Why didn't they just say Gemini? What's wrong? With, or is that because just an American, Australian way? Americans like pronouncing things in certain ways. So, so that must. Have and just every time they said Gemini, called. I was Gemini. just like Gemini. <laughs> Gemini eight was it? Gemini eight where they went up and they did the first um, where they were going to recreate couple with the yeah. rocket yeah and he does all those calculations because they basically miss it the first time so he does all these manual calculations and just goes okay so we're just going to do this that's freaking incredible if he I did know. that they're in this like they're not just like on a road somewhere looking for something that's going to whiz past them again they're in space mm. yeah and Once that just gone. like is so intense 
maybe because I watched Gravity and like you know you kind of yeah, get that feeling yeah. of like how immense space is mm. and how much like once you're lost you're lost. But that's what that's I think as well with that the, the way the film started it was him like just going to the edge of the atmosphere mm. and it was like to me that that was like going oh this is what this film's going to be about mm. and then they had him like getting into NASA and start doing the training and doing the whole that thing that's like spins around and trying to trying to write yourself before you pass out and I thought awesome I'm in this is gonna be great and then from there on it goes into the character study more than anything else um and so and don't get me wrong I do like films which are a character study like Whiplash is a a character study but it was engaging characters that I just I you know connect with them and so I really enjoyed that film uh La La Land uh again it was another of his films I didn't like it uh because it presented me with one thing and gave me something entirely different mm. because it said we're a musical and then there's no songs in it La La <laughs> oh really I hated see I've it. never seen it because I watched the trailer and imagined I wouldn't enjoy it I hated it. Yeah. yeah. And I loved Whiplash. Like, I I love that film I so much. I saw Whiplash after we did our top 10 for that particular year, but I know that if I had seen it prior, it would have been my number one film. Yeah. But yeah, La La Land, no. And, um, mm. But I knew that this film, like, was a auto, like, a biopic, so I knew what I was expecting before I went in because I kind of was, oh, yeah, it's based on this. So I, I kind of knew, but. Yeah, I did know it was based on his biography, so I assumed it was going to be quite focused on yeah. him. But I think I connected to his character in a way that um, that maybe, I don't know how to put it, but, like, I think I was just so traumatised by the fact that his two-year-old had died yeah. and how much that would really affect every other part of your life that I think that's where my – that was my way into his character. And I think he does have some character traits that I suppose um, – would be difficult to watch but I guess I watched it from the point of view of how damaged this person has become because he's lost his child um yeah but anyway maybe we should try to play the trailer and we'll get more into it I see the moon the moon sees me the vehicle's not safe we need to fail we need to fail down here so we don't fail up there please let the light that shines on me neil everyone's in agreement we'd like you to command shine on the one i love mom what's wrong nothing honey your dad's going to the moon Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. We have a go for main engine start. T minus 10. The entire world's watching. Nine. Do you question whether the program's worth the cost? Seven. In money and in lives? Five. What are the chances of not coming back? Four. Those kids, they don't have a father anymore. Three. So you're going to sit the boys down? Two. And you're going to prepare them for the fact you might not ever come home. One. Do you think you're coming back? We have serious problems. We've got this under control. You're a bunch of boys. You don't have 
anything under control. amazingly saying that we should said that we should probably wait until we, we're recording again we always do this we we go off and the trailer's playing and we just talk but i i wanted to give a bit of a mention to claire foy who played janet uh obviously his wife i thought she was a very strong character and in particular i love the scene where she marches into his office and says you are going to talk to your sons you are going to tell them that you might not come home Mm. And then he does. So mm. I, I think she's a brilliant actress. She's um, so the adult in that relationship. She was. And I, I just feel a little... I mean, I don't want to comment too much on Neil Armstrong as a person. I know this biography is quite accurate, but he seemed very introverted. And I just wonder if, um, yeah, he, his wife and children had to put up with quite a lot of um, not seeing him around. But isn't that like a common theme? Like you see people that are really brilliant at what they do and yeah. really focused True. at what they do. Other parts of their normal relationships and stuff like or what we classify as normal mm. relationships fall down a little bit because yeah. they just don't have the, like, I don't think anyone has the capacity to be everything. Yeah. No one can be everything. Yeah, no. right. And so like people have different priorities. His priority was um, his work. And I wonder if he got some of that focus from the fact that he did not want to focus on the loss of his daughter so he focused on something else like he he rocked up to work the day after the funeral yeah yeah but i think that he was just into his work like he looked at the kind of crazy stuff that he did yeah and he was clearly a brilliant engineer yeah like even at that you know that first scene where he's um testing that um rocket or whatever it is aircraft He's clearly brilliant at what he does, and I think that that kind of brilliance is, you know, some other things drop out. I mean, look at um, uh, I'm trying to think now. Um, Steve the Jobs. piano guy. Oh, um, uh, um, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, Steve Jobs is a good yeah. example of because that. I mean, he's his... brilliant in a lot of ways, but he was shocking family man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, I think the, I mean, you can take the the, the whole story, and this is they they've crafted this for drama, and like. Clearly, your your daughter dying at two is going to be something that's going to weigh on you for the rest of your life, but not necessarily to the point where they show it in in the film. But it does work really well for dramatic effect, and so I think that's why they keep on threading it through the film. But I mean, you, you can't really say what the focus is of this guy. You know, that's in his head, and mm. and so this is just a, a filmmaker going, you know, this is what we're going to put in there to to pull the heartstrings of the audience who's watching. Yeah, and particularly there's that scene he goes. Goes to the um, to the funeral of uh, oh I can't remember the name that the Patrick, the neighbors Patrick Fugit's um, character his funeral and it's clearly very upsetting for him and he left and his wife has to get a lift home mm. from Eddie White and his wife um, and you know Eddie goes out there to try and talk to him and he says. Um, do you think I left the party because I wanted to talk to somebody? Do you think I'm standing out here because I want to talk to somebody? Clearly he is cannot communicate. He doesn't even talk to his wife about the death of the child. But this is possibly that conversation. There's no way we're going to know whether mm. that actually happened or not unless Neil said in the book that it did yeah. because Eddie obviously dies. And, I mean, some of the cast that is put in, they're ev- 
every single face is recognisable, you know, down to, you know, the guy who plays Jim Lovell. I didn't realise it was Jim Lovell. Was, is Porn Stash from um, Orange oh, is the yeah. New Black, um, Pablo, whatever. Um, you've got Jason Clark Shriner? in there. Yeah, Probably, Kyle yeah. Chandler. Is in there as yes, well. Um, Corey, Corey Stolls plays Buzz Aldrin. Mm. It's like he he's like he played. I love it that guy. Just, like every single Ethan Embry is in here, and he's it's a small role, but it's still mm. like every role just seems important because this is about being a team. That was what this was about, mm. and you don't see like he's obviously got um, some close friends. One of them being his neighbor um, Eddie, who does die in the Apollo One test. Um, uh, and Jason Clark is amazing again. Like I watched, I, I one of the reasons I'm really tired today is because oh, so it's self inflicted, right? Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Some of it is self inflicted, and then when I went to bed, I couldn't fall asleep, and then the child woke up. Um, but I, Everest was on TV, and I missed the first like uh, maybe half an hour or whatever, and then I could not stop watching it. And it's about a guy called uh, Rob Hall who takes his. Um, this venture up to Everest in 1996 and a lot of them died, including him, and he was from New Zealand and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Lewis and I but, saw yeah, it a Yeah, I was going to say, ago, you guys saw it. Everest. Yeah, Someone yeah saw we reviewed it. that a couple of years mm. ago. 2015 it came out. Yeah. But Jason Clark's in that as well. And I and even though we saw Winchester and it was a shocking film, Jason Clark yeah. somehow <laughs> is amazing in that film. Yeah. He is just phenomenal in everything I see He's him in. He's so good. He's in uh, the new Pet Cemetery film oh, as well. Oh, I'm so going to have to see that. I'm going to have to see it. See, every actor in this film is really mm. pulling their weight. And Claire Foy, that scene, like, you know, I, you know when you watch the Oscars and they show you the clip from the movie that's been um, – uh, That you is the clip. It. That yeah. is the clip, you know, and her eyes just – she does so much with her face, you know, it's and it's that very last scene which a lot of people probably will get annoyed at where he's oh, yeah. in quarantine <laughs> and they don't actually say anything to each other. That's the beauty of it, though. That yeah, worked. I know. Mm. And, and they just touch hands like – and you can see in that that forgiveness is happening without words, which is what happens in relationships if you have an argument – or like if you feel down in the dumps, you don't really want to talk about it. You just go over to your husband and you get a hug from them and that makes you feel better. You don't need to say why you feel shitty or why you've had a bad day or, you know, oh, sorry about that thing I said before. <laughs> it's all said in a look. Yeah. Anyway. Could we get back to the, the trailer for a second? Because we, we played yes. the trailer previously. And and looking at it, it does it doesn't position the film as what the film is. It really does go. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be space adventure. This is going to be fantastic. And again, they, I, I think that by showing that, they're they're kind of leading the audience down the wrong track. And mm. people are going to go and see this film, as I said, and they're going to be expecting one thing and get another. And I've just looked at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and in there there is a lot of uh, ones and halves and things like that. And in Variably, it is always boring. Uh, not what I, yeah, not what I was expecting. Not what the trailer mentioned. And I think as as we go along, you're going to see more and more of that mm. uh, coming coming through. The thing is with trailers is that most of the time the trailers are not done by the director of the film. No. It's given to another house. They put it together because it's all about selling it. Because exactly. they don't care if yeah. you like it. They care if you sit down. Yeah. and pay the money well, you've to see paid it. Paid the money at the box office. So it's going to be really interesting to see how you know this film does. Uh, again, like I'm interested to see what Venom does uh, second week in to see if there's a dramatic drop off on attendance of that. Mm. But again, with this film, I think 
first week you may get a lot of people in there, but it'll be interesting to see what it does overall. I think my father-in-law is going to hate this film because he's seen, because he's like Chris and my father-in-law are obsessed with everything to do with space. And I kind of am as well. I just find it really fascinating that we have done this amazing thing and left our home and, you know, in, in search of other otherworldliness but um because it sells itself as a you know this is sort of about the mission and it's actually a character study i think he's gonna hate it because Mm. it is very arty and i think some of the you know if they had put in there's a couple of scenes that they could have put in to to try and, and steer you in the proper direction and that's him playing with his kids that's um the mum standing in the bedroom and her son astutely coming in and saying what's wrong mum um you know just little bits and pieces of the family life not so much yeah they could have edited in a better way to to advertise it properly Mm. i mean this reminds me a lot of you guys maybe maybe has haven't seen it um i think it's called life um and it's a not gus van sand but what i can't remember um so what is Jake Gyllenhaal in? No, no, that's no, that's a different film. Maybe it's not called Life. Oh, that's uh, annoying me because it's one of my favourite films. Life itself? Uh, yes. Uh, no. No. Um. Oh man, that's going to annoy me now. Is it Last One Trio? Yeah, maybe. Um, Sean Penn's in it. Uh, oh, um, I know the film you're talking about. It's um, it's a call. Yeah, I'm going on to the thing to try and find it now. <laughs> it came out the year, The Tree of Life. The Tree of uh, Life with Jessica Chastain, Brad yes. Pitt. Yes. So this <laughs> that film um, was directed by Terrence Malick and oh, it is Malick. really all over the place time-wise, but it's about emitting a feeling. Mm-hmm. You're, it's not necessarily really a, a threadline story, but it is the feeling of a family that you are getting and the traumas that have happened to the family and what different parts of the life of that family have made up the adults in the family and stuff like that. And I loved that film and I think it came at a very specific time in my life where I'd lost my best friend and I basically watched it I think the week he died and it was traumatising and life-affirming at the same time and it's very hard to explain that. But this film feels like it's not filmed the same, obviously. It's linear and everything, but it really is about getting the feeling of the family and getting the feeling of of the characters less about the story does that make sense yeah, I have, yeah i've seen the film and i yeah it is very interesting it's not everyone's cup of tea it's oh going to God, appeal no. to maybe like one oh percent no. of the population yeah but- and i think that's why i love this film yeah. so much because maybe it is really down my alley in in the way of filmmaking and yeah. filmmaking is an art and filmmaking as an as a way of experiencing our own emotions and yeah and looking at characters and and feeling what they're feeling. And- yeah, it's the kind of film that you and I will walk away with very different um, feelings because yeah. I felt something totally different watching that film. For me, it was more about um, this idea of ageing as well. Ah, because, okay. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, everyone has that fear of getting older and letting time run out. Does everyone have that or is it something maybe that just 26 Maybe that's just have. me. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's that idea if, you know... You what, get to the 30 and you just let it go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I oh, yeah, I love that film and I think the work that... um. Oh, Tree of Life made you feel about 
yeah. aging. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. you, do you think? I thought you meant um, first man. First man. No, no, I'm no, like, no. I don't, didn't get that at tree all. Of life, tree of life. Tree <laughs> sorry, of life. Sorry, t- we just went off on a tangent. We, sorry. That was a tangent. You know, tree of life. So that that's what I was saying is that that film will It's the make first time that Rachel's missed the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just make different people feel different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the But everyone brings their own experience to every exactly. movie. Like, that's it, there's, yeah. You know, Lewis obviously, you know, Likes his stuff to be a little bit more actiony. Well, no, no, I just like you do. I, no, I like my stuff to be actiony, but I can like I see more films than the average bear. Yeah. Like to be fair, and so I my tastes in films is a lot more open and varied to the average punter. But that at the same time, I, I've got the way I look at films and how I will will, will you know, judge a film. And in this particular instance, it was just not the film I was looking for. As I said, yeah. there will be a, a First Man on the Moon film that I, I absolutely love. It just hasn't been made yet. Mm. And it's um, this particular film, uh, it's interesting that um, you know, so many people getting back to what we talked about the star of the show I'm not going to mention the, the person we mentioned at the star of the show he's had enough air time oh, yeah. but he's not the only person that's mentioned about the, the planting of the American flag on the on the moon and if you actually I think only Americans have mentioned it oh yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> if you go to the, the first like with it's a country that's built on patriotism oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. but if you go to the, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you have a look at like the first I think it's like three or four pages. So before the film came out, people going, not interested, not going to see this film until they put the flag back. Uh, this is unpatriotic. This is this, this is that, this is the other thing. Um, so that, that was interesting. But I Are they annoyed read... that the first man is played by a Canadian and his wife is played by a British person? Somebody mentioned that. Oh. No. Somebody, somebody, somebody mentioned that, uh, you know, this is a conspiracy by Canadians <laughs> and stuff to, to not... But the one I love the most um, is... Uh, Fact, this crap movie ignores. Neil Armstrong planted the American flag on the moon. He didn't. Buzz Aldrin did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just I just love it. It's 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 so it's so beautiful. I mean, but the thing is that as you said, the director, he is um like he's got his story to tell. He's telling his story his way. You may not like it. Other people will like it, uh, but there will be another Neil Arm. There will be another thing about the moon landing, and then you might enjoy that. I mean, there was things. As I said, I was dropping it out of this film because I was micronapping during it, and then we got home, and I said to Cat, "Like, did they show?" The them coming back to Earth because I swear to God they were like on the moon and then no, they were they in, didn't. in they quarantine. Didn't. And to me, that was like could have been one of the most dramatic parts of the film and they just no nah. but again it's not what the film is about yeah because the thing is like i i suppose i'm going off your shirt at the moment um <laughs> it's not it's about been- harry potter dude <laughs> people a lot of people got annoyed with some of the harry potter films because they don't have everything that's in the movie uh, in the book in the movie yeah but at the end of the day if a movie is good and true to itself it will go, these are the main themes, These. this is the tone of the film, these are the themes we've got to hit. Um, so anything that doesn't actually fall into that, um, into that, tr- like, follow through or whatever, I don't know. Like terms of reference. It's yeah, just yeah, like, it's, yeah, these are the terms that we're going to operate under. Yeah, yeah. But what they, like, I mean, Harry Potter's a good example of where they went wrong with that. They failed to actually get that real feeling of friendship between, like, if you hadn't read the books, you would not understand the 
um, the intensity of the friendship between Ron, Hermione, and um, Harry. Oh, see, I, I love maybe. that. Um, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I maybe that is right. I don't know because yeah. I've, I've. I've got the experience of reading the books and seeing the movies, so I do understand the complexity of the friendship. Maybe if you don't yeah, but I'm the saying movies, that, you didn't. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is if you just watch the movies, there's no way that you'd actually get that feeling of intensity with the friendships. Yeah. But, it's a whole other thing, isn't it, when you look at book and movie and how, uh, like, the scene. Yeah, frustrating. And them. I keep on, like, with TV series that they've brought out. What was the one that I said, no, I'm just going to read the – I'm going to watch the TV series good and omens. I'm going to – No, not Good no, Omens. No, not the good other omens. one. Uh, American Gods. American Gods, yeah. yeah. And I decided – but I'd already read American Gods. No, read, that can't have been it. No? Okay. No. Sometimes it is good to see the movie and then read the, read the book because mm. I Yeah, that's watched, what I try and do now. I watched uh, Ladies in Black and now I'm reading the book and it's like you get an extra bit of information. Mm. You get a build on mm. instead of reading the book and then going to see the movie and going, well, they missed a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's th- the best way. I think, um, you know, to, to sort of wrap things up, I guess, the... Everyone goes to a movie for, for different reasons and at different times they go for different reasons. Like sometimes you want to see a comedy. Sometimes you feel like getting emotional. Sometimes, you know, you really want escapism. Um, I think people, there are particular people who just go, I'm not interested in, in getting watching a film and expanding my mind or anything. I do a really intensive job or whatever and I really go to escape mm. that's their reason for seeing films and that's why films are so interesting and varied because not everything is for everyone you know oh, exactly I mean you look at here we've got four people who saw the same film but came out with four different impressions of it yeah so yeah it's it, it is uh, did you think it was a well-made film for what it was it just wasn't your cup of tea if you went in knowing it was a biopic mm. and it was based on this book would you have been let down as much do you think i still think i i would just not have found it interesting because i just found that the way it was structured and and filmed and acted were just things that just i found very dull you didn't like the acting even no no i found the uh, because i mean i think that it it all stems from the preview because like when we watched the trailer just then Um, it was. It was really poppy mm. and it really looked like it was going to be about the dramas of going into yeah, space yeah. and everything like that. It was The film wasn't and I think that your expectations are probably why you're exactly, really disappointed. Yeah. So you I don't w- think it was a well-made film? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to but see... But based on his experience. Yeah, exactly, I mean, your experience yeah. was that you were experience, yeah. um, expecting to see one thing and exactly, you delivered yeah. another. I wanted to see, like, the tension, like, it come out between, like... Um, Neil Armstrong and Jan, and Jan. I wanted to see because that's not a small. You, you couldn't feel the tension. No, no, no. I wanted to see it explode because that's but, not a small thing. The yeah, guy, but you're wanting that Hollywood kind of drama, though. Like Chris and I get angry with each other, but we've still yet we've been married for I don't know how uh, five years. We've yet to have a fight, and people find that really strange. Yeah, and it's like, well, we don't communicate like Hollywood people. Some people in relationships like to really yell at each other. I come from a family where yelling didn't ever happen. So, you know, we deal with our conflict in a, in a way that, okay, we're both angry at the moment. Let's walk away from each other and come back when we're ready to talk about this like humans. Or like, you know, maybe there's a bit of silence going on. That happens a lot in relationships. People don't talk. Communication is 
key and these two people did not talk and it is also a reflection of the era. But, but, oh, sorry. sorry, no, you go. But again, the, the trailer didn't tell me that. The trailer said you're going to see some, some real friction in this film. Yes, because you do have that one moment where exactly. she just loses her shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got to think about that scene in the movie where he's gone off to space, she walks him to the door, there's no hug, no. there was no kiss, mm. there was nothing said. Because I was so she bloody angry. closed the door. Yeah. But to me that says so much about their relationship, like at that point, like, you yeah. know, she's scared, she's angry, she's... You know, and they, they just walk off. and All the unsaid been, things. It's what, yeah. It, it, like, he might not have ever have come back. She didn't hug him. She, she shut the door in his face. Yeah, but he also didn't hug her. Exactly. Like, so what's me, going on says, in his head? That says so much. Like, what wasn't said or done says so much to I, me. I wonder if they were, like, also setting up the fact, knowing that they got divorced years later, setting up the fact that these these two guys just weren't on the same page. I don't think so. I think 38 years is a very long time to be married. Especially with what they went through. <laughs> yeah, and I think that shows real commitment to the relationship in a way. And I think it's such an intense time in their life and maybe after this happened, because he didn't talk about it, I think maybe he did go and refocus on his family and go, well, you know, maybe my priorities were wrong. Um, and I've done this now, so maybe I will focus on my family. I don't know because I didn't. I haven't read the book but or anything. They yet. also might have had different traditions. You've got to remember that this guy had been doing a fairly dangerous job for most of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume most of their relationship. So maybe they had a tradition where they didn't get all like huggy and kissy and stuff True. like that when he went off on a job because, like, maybe it's like they just had that understanding yeah. that that might be it rather than getting all sobby and emotional that about means it. Means goodbye yeah. then. Maybe yeah. if it doesn't mean goodbye, then it's not goodbye. Yeah, I yeah. Know what yeah. You're saying. Okay, That's a good yeah. point. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah, but um, he's a man of few words though because there's that scene where he gets the phone call as well, and like you see it in <laughs> yeah. his face, and then he crushes this glass. He's just found out that those three people have mm. been. You know, all the press the press conferences are yeah, they're true to life. You know, oh, yeah, Buzz he's... Aldrin was always the person to mm. jump in and and have a chat. He's the more personable, yeah, in the way of talking. Mm. So whereas Neil Armstrong was like, I'm I'm it's my job, I'm doing a job. It makes me wonder about that scene where he breaks a glass. Like uh, it can be taken two ways. Mm. Like one way is, oh my god, my friends are dead. The other way is, crap, it failed. And do you know what? That's a great point. How like much what, fear, yeah. Yeah, what one was it? Because it could have mm. been either. And that and paints him as a very interesting person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like How complex, though? Because basi- you are basically, like I said before, looking death in the eye and saying, are you going to get me today? Mm. Because every day he is, he is basically fronting up for that mm. possibility. It's a very it's – it's an interesting topic and it's an interesting movie – I, I do want to make a prediction, uh, particularly based on the whole the backlash against the American flag. I guarantee you there is going to be another First Man on the Moon film within the next five years, and it's going to be a hella patriotic one. When's the 90th anniversary of them going up? 90th? No, not 90th. That's Sorry, a really long way away. Sorry, the 50th <laughs> next anniversary. Year. Next year. Yeah. I'm surprised that they actually didn't save yeah. this movie until next year. I think they did that on purpose because Trump might be gone next year. And I think I find when things are not stable um, politically, you seem to get a lot of space films or times 
where people came together. I think Apollo 13, I'm probably wrong, possibly came around the time that uh, Bill Clinton was facing impeachment and you had all that stuff going on. Oh, right. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I just feel like things are really politically unrest, you know, over in the States. And this is a film about a time where the world came together and borders didn't exist. Mm. We all experienced the same thing together except for my mum who decided to go and see a movie instead. <laughs> Love your mum. <laughs> that is so funny because I said on the show, I was like, you would have been crazy if you didn't watch this. Yeah, my, my mum <laughs> and her best friend and my dad doesn't remember. No. <laughs> yeah. We should ask so, our mum and dad. So ask our. Well, my my parents were definitely around. Your parents would have been cognizant of it as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, my yeah. dad was I'm, nineteen. So yeah, dad. Like, because what year was it? Nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, that was that was like some. My, yeah, seven dad years would have been sixteen as well. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah. you're old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We we should wrap things up. I think um, mm. it, it's. I would love to hear everyone's opinion about this. So please join our Facebook page, um, Tangent City. Let us know what you thought. And, again, please be wary that not everyone has seen this film and make sure that the spoilers are in comments instead. Well, no, no. If you're commenting on Tangent City uh, in the in the comments on this episode, go go nuts. Cause the, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. But just don't put it as the first. Don't put a comment on the page that said, I love the bit in First Man where she, he drops the um, where the people die. Or, like, just don't put an obvious spoiler in as the first post. Make sure it's in comments. Right, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh yes, maybe post it as first some people... man discussion, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I suppose yeah. we should start those threads. We, we will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's up. That's up to oh, us. Don't put on the. Don't put on the listeners. So Rachel's been want. the mum. She's setting all the rules. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, if if you are only listening to Tangent City. Wow, how'd you find us? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do have two other podcasts under the Gentlemen of Pop Culture branch or tree, uh, and we are a branch of that tree. Uh, we've got <laughs> <laughs> You're getting all Terrence Malick. <laughs> uh, um, Unscripted is the, the safe branch of the tree where we review films. Um, at a PG level. At a PG <laughs> level. No spoilers. Diz Down Under is the other branch of the family that uh, the, of the tree. I'm really getting branching out here. Um, <laughs> that talks about um, Disney from an Australian point of view. I am Groot. And is very uh, PG. And Tangent City is obviously where we say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Groot's a tree, isn't he? She's going on branches and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely missed let's that one. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's kill it. We're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.